0: Welcome to another episode of Just a Jackass with a Note in His Mouth. I am your host and resident creeping jackass, Brad Alexander. This episode, Creeping Death. So let it be written, so let it be done. This episode comes as a result of multiple requests after I joked about doing it. And so here we are. There's something actually pretty interesting about the song Creeping Death by Metallica, it's pretty biblically accurate. Even more so than some of the milk toast bubblegum songs we hear on Christian radio these days. Sorry, Caleb. love At any rate, while that song focuses on the final of the ten plagues Egypt had to face because of Pharaoh's refusal to let God's people go, the event that's happening is Pesach, the Hebrew word for Passover. Now, as the Exodus 12 account describes, God spoke to Moses and gave him a simple but important order of business, including a feast. This is often referred to as a Jewish feast by many, and I have been guilty of that myself. But as we study it out, we see the scriptures call it appointed by God for his people and a permanent oracle for his people. A people, those who follow Messiah Jesus, are a part of by the spirit of adoption, grafted in. This is his for his people, Jew and Gentile, grafted in. When the Passover happened, the Exodus account, God's people were to take an unblemished lamb into their household on the 10th of the month. It remained with them until the 14th day. On that evening, the lamb was to be slain. Some of its blood spread on the doorpost and lintel, which is the top of the doorframe. They were to roast the lamb over a fire, no boiling allowed. Then they ate it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. The blood on the doorposts and frame identified the homes of God's people, and the plague of death creeping death, if you will, would pass over those homes. The blood on the door frames and on on the lintel, an act of obedience and faith. Thus, death passes over those families. Death would fall on the firstborn of all the Egyptians, both man and beast, and anyone who didn't have the blood of the lamb on their doorposts and lintel. Now, some of you might say, well, that seems really harsh. Listen, don't be earth and wind without the fire, okay? Let's get the whole account here. Keep in mind, even when we read in Egypt, in Exodus, to get the full picture of God's patience and mercy, complete with repeated warnings of worse things to come, Egypt has enslaved the Hebrews for 400 years. And all that after a really nice Hebrew guy named Joseph saved the nation of Egypt from famine. Ah, how soon we forget. So Moses went before Pharaoh time and again, explaining that it would be in the best interest of he and his people to let God's people go. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, oh, baby, let my people go. I don't think he sung it like that. After each successfully... after each successfully worse plague, Pharaoh dug his heels in more and more. Now I've heard that each plague represents a God of the Egyptians. And I have not really studied that out. It sounds like it could be accurate, but I'm not certain on that aspect. But after the 10th plague, Pharaoh and the Egyptians, was that a name of a band? Pharaoh and the Egyptians? I don't know. It could have been walk like an Egyptian. No, 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 no. That was the Bengals. Never mind. After the 10th plague, Pharaoh and the Egyptians were pretty much holding the door open for God's people. Like, here you go. Have a nice day. Oh, and by the way, take all our stuff with you too. They did. They gave them their, their stuff, their gold, their silver, their jewels. They were giving them stuff. Please leave after all of those plagues. And off they went on their way to the promised land. Now, of course, most of you know, Pharaoh still had to get one more shot in. But he and his army found out that it's actually really tough to swim with all that armor on. And there was no lifeguard on duty that day, apparently. Some theologians speculate they went in the water less than an hour after eating. So let that be a lesson to you, kids. Something to keep in mind. Back to the Passover. The creeping death passed over God's people, allowing them to be delivered from captivity and slavery in Egypt. What does this have to do with Christians, followers of the way, Messiah Jesus? Only everything. We see multiple references in the Gospels, Epistles, and Revelation calling Jesus the Lamb of God time and again. The Apostle Paul even calls him the Passover Lamb that was sacrificed. Revelation says, he is the lamb who was slain before the foundations of the earth. So throughout history, we see the foreshadowing of the deliverer, Messiah, and Passover is kept to remind us of what God did in setting his people free from Egypt while giving them a picture of the coming redeemer, deliverer, Messiah it still serves as that historical reminder. Now, with a bigger significance in that God's Passover lamb, Messiah Jesus has been slain on behalf of all who would believe. The blood of the lamb of God spread on that crucifix, which is the doorpost and lintel of eternity. Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 7, he is the door for the sheep Folks, he is the door through which we have access to the father and that cross, the door frame, the doorposts and lintel. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son, the lamb of God, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Death passes over those who have the blood of the lamb of God on the doorpost and lintel of their lives. And yes, he was raised from the dead on first fruits, the third day, first fruits, which is another Jewish celebration as some refer to it. It is another beautiful biblical feast, first fruits. And you may say, well, listen, I celebrate that. I call it Easter and it's the same thing. Yeah, but it's not and, and I know this, okay? And this is not, I'm not punching people in the throat here. I, I, I know that your focus on Easter is toward the resurrected Savior, Messiah, Jesus. But when we take a closer look, what we're doing using that word is we're invoking the name of the fertility goddess Ishtar or Aster. Look her up. And you're gonna see there's some pretty vile practices involved with Aster, Ishtar, and we use this name Easter to celebrate Jesus. We shouldn't do that. So now you're gonna ask, well, why? why is that word used? It's what it means to what it means to me is the resurrected Christ, Jesus. Okay, it's not about what it means to me, it's about what it means to God. And when we co-mingle and when when we invoke the name of some other false goddess, when we're trying to reference him, that doesn't bring him honor and glory. It's not about what it means to me. It's about what it means to him. And so how is it that this word became used? Well, it goes back to the church at Rome. In fear of the government, and persecution, the church started commingling holidays with these, those ones celebrated by the sun, S-U-N, worshiping Romans. That's how we have Easter, Christmas in December, and a Sabbath, using air quotes on that, on Sunday. Pope Sylvester was weaker than the wall of a soap bubble, and he acquiesced to all the yearnings of Emperor Constantine. But again, we see similar things done in Christian leaders, church leaders today. Reference Jerry Falwell, Robert Jefferson, you know, many others. But I'm not here to pick on them. I'm here, I'm trying to shed light on the fact that we shouldn't invoke that word. It doesn't matter what it means to us. Jesus was raised on first fruits. Call it Resurrection Sunday. Call it the day of resurrection or call it first fruits. It's really that simple. Sorry, let me step off my soapbox now. Got a little carried away there, but I hope you, I hope you can hear me and feel what I'm trying to tell you in this. Now, Passover also reminds us that God will one day, there's the past significance. There is the present day significance. Jesus is the Lamb of God. And the future significance is that God will one day deliver us from the Egypt of this earth, from slavery, from the Egypt of this earth, and take us and lead us to his eternal promised land. Don't let that little literal plague of creeping death take you. Apply the blood of the Lamb of God to your life by faith. Surrender to His Lordship, Messiah Jesus. Chag Pesach Sameach. That means a kosher and blessed Passover to you. Why the Passover? Because it's all about. Messiah, Jesus. He is God's Passover lamb, the lamb of God. Turn and surrender to him. A blessed Passover to you all. Thanks for giving me a little bit of your time. I am Brad Alexander. And again, it's not about me. It's not about the jackass. It's about the note in my mouth. appreciate you for listening and uh, please subscribe, rate, review, and share share away. Thanks once more. Now go out and give them heaven.